welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yachts, and this is episode 29. And I'm going to talk a little bit about just things going on in life. I'm going to talk about the books I've read. I'm going to talk about the film Stuber. I'm going to talk about the film Yesterday. And I'm going to talk about the film Olympus Has Fallen. I'm also going to talk about Mandalorian Episode 1, Season 2. I'm going to talk about voting and the election that's coming up. And we'll end with a quote. So, I hope you enjoy and stay tuned. Okay, so this week has been interesting because I didn't realize this, but... um, Well, somebody in my family had COVID. It's kind of an interesting situation. We had some friends over. Um, I stayed mostly away from them and they hung around. And then we found out that Friday that one of them had COVID and that they possibly. So we went and got tested and I found out that I was negative, but my parents were positive. So that was kind of frustrating at first. I was, what was actually scary at first because I wasn't sure exactly what to do. It was, I I talked to friends, I talked to my brother, and I was just like, you know, is this, for me at first I felt like it was a death sentence, although I calmly, I quickly calmed down, but it, you know, kind of scared. I mean, so it's been weird because in the house I've been having to wear a mask and I've been wearing gloves and staying as far away from them as I possibly can. I'm on the third floor, they're on the second floor, and then we share the kitchen. So I've been making sure that everybody wear masks and I've been going and getting them food and everything. But so far it's been fine. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. My father still has kind of a cough, so I'm just kind of staying away from him. But overall, it, it it wasn't that bad. Now, that's not for everyone. Some people might have it worse than others, but I'm just telling you what's happened with my situation because I was freaked out and I was panicking. I was like, should I go to a hotel? Should I go here? But I think the worst is over and they seem to be responding well to it. I think by Tuesday they're going to be fine and, you know, it ended up not being that big of a deal. But to those of you that it is a big deal of, please, my my condolences, and I understand how you feel, because when I first heard this, that's exactly how I felt. Now, I'm lucky because it, it seems to have passed, and, you know, my father was able to get like a little inhaler and things like that, so it seems to be, we, we seem to be on the, the end of this, so... I just wanted to share that with you, my experience with COVID, because, I mean, I was, as I said, I was very nervous, and, I mean, I, first I was like, I don't know what to do. I mean, you know, I don't want my parents to get this. I didn't want I to get this, and I did get, I didn't get it, which is lucky, and, you know, I had all my friends, I had anybody that came over, the person who came over to work on my short film, we had her che- checked up. And she's fine. So it's probably going to be another week before we can do any more filming because I want to make sure that this the house is completely clean and fine. But I think we're at the end of it. And I just want to say thank you, you know, 
for the doctors and for what, what we have to, to take care of this. So I hope others can, you know, be smart about. I don't know what that noise is outside, but um, yeah, so just be careful. I mean, to me, I, I, I was kind of frustrated at first because I was like, if we were social distancing, this would have this wouldn't have happened. This is why they say social distance, because you don't know. So my advice to everyone is to wear masks and social distance. That's the most important thing that needs to happen. Okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the books I read. I read this book called um, Unlimited... Oh, wait, here it is. Yeah. Unlimited uh, Reading. Actually, it's called Unlimited Memory. I don't know why I wrote Unlimited Reading. <laughs> it's called Unlimited Memory, and it's by uh, Kevin Horsley. And you can get it for free if you're an Amazon Prime per person. Um, well, you can find it for free on other sites as well. But you can get it from the, the Amazon Prime. If you're an Amazon Prime person, you can have like eight, um, eight different books you can pick. And now that that's one of them, and I'm reading that, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I just started it, but I, I really liked it. Another book I read this week was uh, The Proven Speed Reading Techniques, How to Read, I think, 100, um, 300 Pages in 60 Minutes by John R. Torrance. I enjoyed that book because it talked a lot about, I mean, it had, you know, Jim Quick, who is somebody who I, I really look to as one of the godfathers of, of um, speed reading. He's really put that into this psyche of Man, he talks, and he he talked about how Jim Quick says, you know, one of the most important things to get reading done fast is environment. Are you comfortable? Are you sitting upright? Are you just slouching? These are things that you know you can do. Um, Subvocalization. That's one of the hardest things because when you learn to read, it you you kind of sound it out in your head. But as you want to read faster, you want to just look at groups of words and just recognize it as opposed to sounding it out in your head if you're reading in your head that slows you down because we can only speak like 100 to 150 words per minute usually there are exceptions and with with reading it's like 300 words per minute is, is the usual thing and you could get the people that are at 1500 words per minute think of all the time you could save if you if you read faster this is why I think speed reading is one of the most important things to get. So I would I would recommend getting this book, Proven Speed Reading Techniques. I think it was like $5 on Amazon. You may be able to find it for free on a PDF somewhere. It, it's, a great, it, it's a great book and it's really interesting. I'm going to see if I can even maybe uh, interview uh, John R. Torrance on it because I think this is such an, a valuable skill to have. So those are the books I've been reading and... I'm really enjoying them. Well, I, well, I'm enjoying one of them. One of them I finished, and I think you're going to, um, I think you'll like both those books if you if you wanna if you're like me and you want to learn faster, and you want to be able to read faster because I feel like you can cover more ground that way. So uh, one other thing, and I'm gonna let it go on this, is skimming and seeing what you're kind of getting an idea of what you're gonna read before you read. With speed reading, you're, you're cutting down some of the times so you could go and do that. That's one, another way. It gives you a bunch of different uh, tools to do that. But I recommend getting this book. Um, and uh, I'll be back with the films.
Okay, so I watched some films over the weekend, well, over this whole week, and I'd like to discuss some of them. So let's start off with the film Yesterday. Now, I didn't get the chance to see this last year. I was going to go see this at the theater, but it kind of like just zoomed in and out. Well, actually, it was there for a while, but I think I was going through a period where... Actually, no. I think what happened was I... Yeah, I was in... Uh, <laughs> I was in Florida, so there was no way I could really... It was harder to see films at that time. But I recommend this film. Uh, this is a film about a struggling musician who has an accident and he wakes up and realizes that he's living in a world where the Beatles do not exist. And also Coke doesn't exist and uh, Oasis doesn't exist. Some other things don't exist and they kind of play off that. So he's living in this alternate world of where the Beatles don't exist and he knows this stuff so he's kind of taking the Beatles songs and and bringing them back. So it's, it's a clever film. I'm going to talk a little bit about spoilers a little bit later on into this but let's talk a little bit about the directing. It was directed by Danny Boyle and it was written by Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis wrote um, The Boat, uh, Pirate Radio in America and then uh, The Boat That, that uh, Rocked I think is called in the UK. I don't know for some reason they changed it to Pirate Radio in the United States. Probably because of the success of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but I digress. Uh, so, he, also he did um, Love Actually. So, he's also directed and he's wrote uh, uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. He wrote that. Um, so, Danny Boyle, though, directed the film. Uh, he's a favorite director of mine. He directed the film Steve Jobs, which I'm going to go into depth sometime either this year or next year on a long episode on that, just that film. But I, I liked what he does. I love the way he sets up shots. He's got these great wide shots and, and the way he just uses color. And I like it. I like Danny Boyle's work. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Sometimes I disagree with some things. I felt like I'll get a little into this after I, I get through some of the acts. So let's go, let's move on to the acting. Himesh Patel, who is kind of a known in, in England, but this is like, I think his first major film. And he plays the character who discovers these songs and, you know, well, gets hurt and wakes up in a world where there are no Beatles, where Be Beatles does not exist. Lily James plays his manager slash uh, kind of love interest and she's kind of a pivotal point in this film. Uh, Kate McKinnon plays the the manager, the soul-sucking manager in this film. I have some problems with that. I'm gonna get into that when I get into the film as a, as a whole. As we'll move a little into that. I think I'm gonna do that in spoilers. Um, Ed Sheeran is in it. He's kind of a jerk in this film. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with the way he comes across. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the music. The music, uh, the score was done by Daniel Pemberton. And the film, some of the songs in there that uh, Himesh Patel does are Yesterday, Help, Let It Be, Hey Jude. So that's a little bit um, about some of the things in there. Now I want to move on to spoilers because I don't feel like I can do this film justice without really talking about spoilers so I'm going to give you 10 seconds to click off you know that I will always put the time stamp 
of where it is to where it ends so that we can um, so that you can continue on if you don't want to hear spoilers but I, I kind of have to if I'm going to review this film I, I have to talk about spoilers as well because it just I, I don't know then it, you know it's just like every other little review you've heard so moving on 10 seconds here we go Okay, so um, the film, I, I like this film, and um, my problem, Kate McKinnon comes off way too one-dimensional. So one of my problems with the, the film is a lot of the characters come off as one-dimensional at points. Uh, there's a funny point in the film where Ed Sheeran uh, says that, hey Jude, does it really work? Why don't we try? And then he pauses, hey dude. And you can almost see him laughing. They had to cut the camera probably so fast because he wanted to just break out laughing because that just sounds so ridiculous when you think of it. But if we were in a world without Beatles, this is probably what the studios would do. They didn't like the idea of the White Album. They show him there. It's like, mm, it's a little, you know, racial, you know, racial inclusive. I think he says something like that. We, we need to have a little bit more here. And he's like, Abbey Road, it's just, a, uh, it's just a road, who cares? So he's kind of, you know, frustrated because he's trying to bring something that he knows is like the greatest albums of all time. And all these people are trying to like change things. Now, my pro one of my problems with the film is um, this guy wants, you know, fame and fortune. And they kind of seem like he can only, he either can have fame and fortune or he can be happy in life. And I don't like that. I think he could have both. They kind of play him off as selfish and Lily James is in the right, but I'm like kind of selfish too for not wanting him to do those things. Can't they just have a, a conversation between the two and say, hmm, maybe we can, you know, do both. I mean, could she not be his girlfriend and, and he, he delivered these songs to the Beatles? Uh, as I said, Ed Sheeran comes off as a jerk to me in this film. You really feel for the guy because he feels like he's becoming a phony at times. Um, we see James Corden as kind of a jerk, which, you know, more and more uh, revelations are coming out that he may be actually a jerk, but I don't know. That's a subject for another day. Um, I love the way he sings all these songs. It's a, it's a unique uh, take on, um, on Beatles songs. I, I, I like Timish Patel. Some people don't like it. I, I thought Kate McKinnon played her character way too much like an SNL character. It's too one-dimensional, but that's probably not her fault. That's the script. Probably wouldn't allow her to go any further than that, but I, I, I wanted a little bit more layered characters. Now, at the end of the film, he, he requests, you know, he puts all the, he says, I didn't write these songs. These were written by people that didn't exist. Although we find John Lennon at one point and he tells him to just tell the truth. So in some ways he's saving himself. Then he runs off with the girl and, you know, he's decided that fame and fortune wasn't for him. But he was happy the way things were and he realized that he had it great all along. Now, they could, I was wondering if they were going to do a thing where he would snap back to reality. If it was going to be a dream or if it was going to be... Um, you know, some kind of, you know, some kind of traveling back. He was going to hit his head again or something and then wake up in a world where none of this exists and he was just going to go with her. But it was it was a nice little take. They kind of, the world changed and it didn't change back. 
So I liked this film. I recommend going to see this. Now let's talk about Olympus Fallen. This is a film about a guy who is, you know, protecting the president. Something happens and the president, he's no longer protecting the president. And the guy that's protecting the president kind of, um, situation happens and the, he's got to save the president. It's your standard espionage action film. I liked it. It's directed by Antoine Fuqua, who has done, I think, The Magnificent Seven. I believe he did um, the Equalizer films. He's a great director. He has a really good eye for, for things. The only problem with this film is it's dated by some of the technology. A lot, a lot of the CGI shots are um, look dated now, but that's to be expected. There's nothing you can do about it. I enjoyed this film for what it was. I, I enjoyed it. Now let's talk a little bit about the acting. It's, uh, the main actor in it is Gerard Butler. He plays the guy that's been protecting the president is no longer protecting the president. Now he's got to protect the president again and he's kind of doing a make good to um, redeem himself in the president's eyes. Uh, Aaron Eckhart plays the president. I think he does a really good job. I, I, I liked it. You know, I've got no complaints. Morgan Freeman is always really good. Melissa Leo's in there. She plays like one of his, um, I don't know, secretaries or something. Uh, she's good in it. Angela Bassett's good in it. She's another person who's kind of trying to, you know, you know, one of the people in the bunker with him. Rick Yoon, who was in the Fast and Furious films, he plays the villain in it. It's good. Dylan McDermott's in it. He plays an interesting character. I can't go into spoilers on that. Uh, Trevor Morris did the score. The scores that he's worked on are the Tudors and the Borgias. That, you know, the, the, the score is not something you're going to notice right out the gate unless you're looking for it, but it works. It's, it's, it works for the tone of the film. As I said, I, I enjoyed this film. I probably, I'm going to go and see uh, London Has Fallen and Angels Has Fallen. I think they're going to do another one as well. For what it is, it's good, and it's, it's rated R. It takes the, the content seriously. There's no sugarcoating it, and it's there are points where it's brutal, and you're kind of like, wow, you know, that's probably how it would be if terrorists did get into the White House, because at the end of the day, they have taken over the White House. I didn't really explain this enough in the synopsis. He's they, they've taken the White House, and Gerard Butler's got to get the president out because they want him to, to pull back their forces and you know release. Very much the same plot of Air Force One, but I, I, I like this film. It's good stuff. Now, there's one more film I want to talk about today, and that is Stuber. And this is uh, with, this is, um, you know, it's a little film where, you know, a guy who's an Uber driver uh, gets picked with um, a cop, picks him, who can't see right now, as he's just said, his eyes done, and so he's blind. And he's got to have this guy Uber driving around. It's a buddy cop film. It, it's, you know, in that same realm of another 48 hours and, you know, Eddie Murphy and stuff like that. I liked it. I liked it for what it was. It's directed by Michael Douse, I believe is his name. Uh, the actor in it is Kumail Nanjani. I think that's how I pronounce it. Uh, Dave Batista, Betty Gilpin's in it, Amira Savino, and Karen Gillian. Gillen. Uh, the music is done by jo Joseph Trampanese. Um, 
you know, I, I, it's not a score you're going to notice. It, um, it's really funny though. I liked it. It's got a, it's got heart to it. If, if you like that kind of film, I mean, some people might say this is just your standard action, big budget, you know, comedy that they're trying to put. Budget comedy. It's not really a huge budget, but you know, they have some kind of Hollywood, you know, comedy of the summer. I don't think it did super well, but. I liked it for what it was. I think Dave Bautista is really funny. I've always enjoyed him as a wrestler and I enjoy him as an actor and I can see him improving as an actor each time. And he continues to just be better and better. Kumail Nanjiani, I've, I loved him in The, in the Big Sick. Um, I think he's gonna be great in The Eternals. Betty Gilpin, she's great in, in the, uh, the Eternals. Mira Servino, she was in um, Oh, I haven't seen her in a while. And Karen Gillian Gillen uh, plays, you know, his partner. Now, I don't think this is spoilers and spoilers because it's not in the thing. But, you know, the whole thing that kind of sets this off is his partner is killed, played by Karen Gillian Gillen. And she, you know, now he's trying to get this guy to, you know, bring justice. You know, it's, it's your standard action, you know, cop film, but with comedy. I liked it. I recommend it. I recommend all these films. Go see them. You don't have to see them. If I would put one in order, in order of, I'd say yesterday, Olympus has fallen. Stuber. So that's it, and we'll be back with Mandalorian two. Mandalorian season two has begun. And I just finished episode one. Now, I don't know if you've watched uh, Mandalorian, but to me, it's one of the most original takes they've had on the Star Wars mythology because it just seems like they've been treading old ground. And here we are. Jon Favreau takes this idea of a bounty hunter and shows us what happens after the return of the Jedi. After Return of the Jedi. No, not the Return of the Jedi. Sorry about that. After Return of the Jedi. And... He's introduced this character who we all kind of call uh, Baby Yoda, although we probably don't know if it's Baby Yoda. I think the correct term is the child. It, it, it plays like a Western. It's like Kung Fu. He goes from place to place and we see him, you know, kind of save the, the village before he moves on to the next part. Um, this episode was directed by John Favreau, who is the creator of this and came up with this idea. And I think it's terrific. The guest star of this show, of this episode, was Timothy Oliphant. Um, the music is done by Ludwig Göransson, who did, um, he did Tenet, he does The Mandalorian, he did Black Panther. Really good scorer, uh, composer, composer, scorer, however you want to say it. Um, I just continue to, to love this series even more. Now, there's no way to talk about this without getting into spoilers, so once again, I'm going to say spoilers, and I'll give you a little, though, synopsis before we go straight into uh, spoilers. So the synopsis is that um, uh, Mandalorian comes to the um, Tatooine, and he meets a guy with Mandalorian armor, and they have to save the town. Simple, simple plot line, but the way they do it just works so well. Now I'm going to go into spoilers, so here we go. 
Okay, let's talk. I like this episode. <laughs> um, they bring in this, the, the, Timothy Oliphant shows up with, he's got the Boba Fett armor and the Mandalorian season. He's like, take it off or I'm going to make you, or I'm going to take it off your dead corpse. Sort of that aspect. And then this sea monster, this sand monster comes and like swallows up the thing and they realize they got a team. He says, look, I'll give you the armor if you help me stop this creature. They do. They end up teaming up with the sand people. This is the first time we've seen sand people done this way. And and it's playing off in nostalgia while bringing, while, while widening the base of what we've seen of Tatooine. I forget what the name of the... Um, there's Mos Eisley, there's this other place, and then there's this this new place that he's got to go to. And that's and they say that this place fell after, you know, the, first, the second Death Star fell. You know, people took over it. This guy found was found by Jawas, left for dead, found the, um, found the, the armor of Boba Fett and shot all these, and, you know, got every, ran everybody out of town. Now they've got this sand monster that's coming after it. So they got to work with the sand people and the people and the people of the town to get it. It, it, it plays like a Western. It play, you know, he, he's the guy, he rolls into town, he helps everybody, and then he leaves. Simple, simple plot. So they, they do defeat him, they defeat this sand monster. It's cool because we get to see the Mandalorian know. He knows how to communicate with the sand people. It, it, it's so good. I, I don't know. There's not much I can say <laughs> bad about it because, like, it just... It's doing everything you want Star Wars to do. Um, the ending, we get the t tease of Boba Fett. We believe that that is Boba Fett, and he's probably coming back for his armor, and he's going to become a character that's probably going to hunt, hunt the Mandalorian, I think. That's, that's my guess. I don't know. I'm thoroughly enjoying this show. The way it's just told is... It's everything you want in Star Wars. I could go on and on, but I don't know. I don't know what the point is. It's it's perfect. Everything is great. They're doing what they should have done with the sequels and the prequels, and they didn't do any of that. People wanted to see. They wanted to see more. There's more to this universe than just Skywalkers, and I like that they're giving us this and and the Empire. You know telling this rogue story and everybody loves baby Yoda the child just so adorable <sighs> yeah I don't know what else to say um, I thoroughly enjoy this show I'm gonna probably take more extensive notes on the next episode but um, yeah I would I'd say go go watch this episode Go watch this series. It won't, unless you don't like, even if you don't like Star Wars, I think you can get into this because it's just so well-crafted. And telling a story through a guy who has a helmet on that it can show no emotion and the way that they've crafted it in a way that you feel the emotion coming out from the helmet shows what a master filmmaker John Favreau is and just the whole team to be able to put this together. So that's my thoughts on The Mandalorian, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about voting.
So, Tuesday, we have an election, November 3rd. This is the 2020 election. Everybody's been building up to this. It's Democrats versus Republicans. I'm going to tell you how I feel, but this is my opinion. The most important thing that I want you to get from my talking about this is for you to form your own opinions, not to just take on my opinions. Think for yourself. If you believe, whoever you believe is the right guy, that is your decision. Don't let somebody else influence your decision. It's your vote. You choose. Now for me, I am going with Biden. I don't like the fact that Trump has said not to wear masks. He's had these rallies. He says, I can't say anything. All he needs to do is get on the, on the mic and say, listen, I think we need to all wear masks while we're here so that we can be safe. You know, and he can do it in his Trumpian way. He hasn't done that. And I think that's irresponsible. And after watching my parents get this, it's frustrating to me to watch this continue. We need to be smarter than this. Now look at uh, Britain. Britain has just had their second lockdown. Some people are upset about that and say that's too totalitarian of a force to use on um, on people, but I don't know. That's what they need. That's what Boris Johnson is going to do. So I feel, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I don't like the regulation that he's cut with the environment. I, it's not so much the rhetoric, but, you know, I, I don't think the, the, the goal should be cutting taxes for the 1% or the 10%. I think we need to figure out a way to get a plan. I think we need more of a New Deal type of idea. We need an FDR type of idea so that people, everybody can benefit. There's right now only one, we're, we're creating a gap of poor and upper class and we're not, and we're destroying the middle class. And the only, so we need, to, we need a new deal to come around to save those things because that is how this country has always been. We, we want to have lower class, middle class, upper class. Now we're not like, you know, Britain where, you know, you sit in steerage if you're lower class. But everyone has the opportunity. And the problem is we've lost the opportunities. So I don't know if Biden is going to do any of these things. I don't know if he's going to lower prescription drugs, which these are the things that are important to me. I don't know if he's going to try and get free college. These are the things I'm hoping for. But from what I've seen with Trump, I don't feel he deserves a second term. This is my opinion. I don't want you to do that. Also, whoever you vote for, don't fight with each other because one voted for the other. It's your decision. We have the right to vote however we want. So that's what I want to say. I'm telling you who I'm voting for. I voted for Biden. I've already voted. I do believe in mail-in ballots. I'm not going to the polls right now with this. After watching my parents get this, I, I was always cautious, but you know it makes me even more cautious. And I'm telling everyone, if you do go to the polls, wear a mask, social distance. Be careful. If you are careful, we can nip this in the bud. Now I'm going to end with a Peggy Noonan quote. 
She's not my favorite, but I like this quote. Our political leaders will know our priorities only if we tell them again and again. And if those priorities begin to show up in the polls, and if these priorities begin to show up in the polls, Actually, I don't know if I like this quote so much. I'm going to change it a little bit. So our political leaders will know our part only if we tell them. I agree with that part. We need to tell them so that those things. And only when we make that known will those things show up. And it's true. And we need to make Medicare for all, medicine for all, whatever you want to call it. The fact that we need to cover everybody. Health, health, education, crime. These things do not need to be for profit, in my opinion. These things should not be for profit. So that's, and this last part, only if we tell them again and again. Yes, we need to continue to reinforce it over and over again so that they don't forget. We need to make it known that this is what is important to us as American people and not forget that. So that's what I've got to say. And I want to say thank you. And I will see you next time on the DMF.